Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. This is the Bears Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bears Wire editor, Alyssa Barbieri. All right, Alyssa, I've been looking forward to this. I want to check in with you. I know Green Bay week. I know you feel a certain kind of way, and now there's added pressure. The Bears have a chance to actually make the playoffs after all. They don't actually even have to beat the Packers and they can get in. We'll be talking all about this during the show, but how you doing? You sleeping okay? I know New Year's is coming up, and then Bears, Packers at home. How you feeling right now? There's nothing like Packers week to, you know, just you know, really make me feel anxious all over, you know. I can't believe at one point that this rivalry was fairly even. <laughs> I just, I mean, Bear, I mean, Bears-Packers week anyways is a big deal. And now heading into week 17 with a playoff spot on the line, it, it just feels fitting that it comes down to beating the Packers essentially to get into the playoffs. Aren't the Packers like... 17 and four against the bears over the last decade or something just some crazy number like that oh god don't remind me but yeah it, it's it's that is exactly it. you hear that and it doesn't sound real but that's just how one-sided this rivalry has been and i keep kind of thinking about this game and uh i was watching miracle the other day and that speech came on when there was like <laughs> when it's like you know hey if we play 10 times they're gonna beat us nine of them but maybe that one time we're gonna win so i'm hoping that that is this is the one time you know because they really need it so what's fun about week 17 for the bears now that they've won three straight they've shaken off that six game losing streak Alyssa, and they're they're back mitchell trubisky's back he's playing good football the offense is scoring at an absurd clip a clip that we haven't seen in a long time and it's just just wild the the, uh, roller coaster ride that this Bears season has been and it's pretty simple I mean obviously the Bears clinch a playoff berth if they win over the Packers because if the playoffs started today they'd be in but they can also get in with a loss by the Arizona Cardinals and this is kind of interesting so the Cardinals are going to play the Rams and both of the starting quarterbacks are hurt, right? Jared Goff injures his thumb. He had surgery. He's actually not even going to play. We know he's not going to start. Something named John Wolford is going to start. He's an undrafted free agent from Wake Forest. He's, he's never thrown an NFL pass, Alyssa. He's starting for the Rams. So I guess that doesn't really make you feel great about the Cardinals' chances of losing the ball game, except... Kyler Murray also got hurt, or he got hurt on the final play, and he's kind of questionable, too. It seems like if he plays, he's going to be super limited. He was banged up anyway. So this Rams-Cardinals game is about to look real ugly. So you never know. If the Bears do lose to the Packers, as history kind of tells us they will, the Bears could still back their way in. How would you feel about that, though? If the Bears end up backing their way into the playoffs, would you still be excited about it? I mean, it's, if they make the playoffs, of course, you have to be excited about it, especially in Chicago, where, you know, making the playoffs is not 
ever a guarantee uh, in recent history. So, I mean, I, I kind of want, like, looking forward to Sunday. As long as it's not, like, a blowout loss like it was the first time they met back in Week 12, if it's, like, a one- or two-score game, like, 10 points, you know, and they, and they get into the playoffs because the Cardinals end up losing, you know, I'll be okay with that. But at the same time, you, you kind of want – the Bears to have to beat the Packers to get in because uh, they do control their own destiny. They win, they're in, right? They don't have to rely on the Cardinals because yeah. uh, that game, I think Kyler Murray said he's going to play. So, you know, that it feels like everything's been going wrong. Like it's been lining up so that the Bears have to beat the Packers to get in. Like first it was Jared Goff and then Cooper Cup's on the, on the COVID list. Uh, and then Darrell Henderson's hurt. Like it's like everything's kind of just like banking on the fact that the Bears need to beat the Packers to get into the playoffs. So, I mean, it's, it's weird though, because you, Ryan, you know me with the Packers and how they make me feel. Like I said, I've been and worried about weird. you. I've been worried about you this week. Exactly. And I kind of feel like at one point, I still kind of have more confidence, weirdly enough, in the Rams beating the Cardinals. And it's mostly because of that defense. And you saw what the 49ers did to Kyler Murray in that offense last week. And you saw that they did it with CJ Beathard, a third string quarterback, and they were on their second or third running back. So, I mean, it can be done. You know, but at the same point, the Bears don't solely have to rely on on the Cardinals to lose. But then you have the tall mountain to climb of beating the Packers. And it's not just beating the Packers. It's Aaron Rodgers in this offense looks elite. Like they, he is playing the best that he has like in the last few years. He, he looks to be the clear MVP. And at this point, they have something to play for. And that's the dangerous thing. We were hoping that, you know, the Seahawks would lose to the Rams and the Packers. You know, you see a lot of people like Patrick Mahomes is resting and um, Ben Roethlisberger is being rested in week 17. But that's not going to happen. So the Bears just have to beat Green Bay, unfortunately, to get that playoff spot. Yeah, you're right. I was really rooting hard for the Seahawks to lose and the Packers would come into week 17 with really nothing to play for but you're right they gotta they gotta win to clinch the number one seed they also clinch it with a seattle seahawks loss but i think they play at the same time if i'm not mistaken yeah the nfl does that on purpose man they, they know do. exactly what they're they doing they do and, and they're also like you know highlighting the nfc east thing you know get the the football team playing late but yeah seattle plays at that late afternoon slot so does green bay so we're not going to know that answer so these teams are going to be playing it out and that's what it is so the packers they got to fend off the saints still because if the saints win and the seahawks win and the packers lose then all three of those teams are tied and the packers could actually end up as the number three seed so they're definitely going to be playing to win we're going to be getting the packers best in this ball game Alyssa had another twitter poll out there she was polling the bears fans and <laughs> bears fans are very they're either on one side or the other the question was, Bears fans, do you want the team to make the playoffs? I posed that question to Alyssa earlier. She gave a pretty straight answer. Let's talk about what Bears fans really want. We'll do that coming up next. Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends. Sit them, start them. These are the fantasy picks of the week. It will kill me if this game ends at a tie. I need this win. This game's pretty much done. With Corey Bonini from TheHuddle.com. Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com here to talk to you about strong plays for Week 17 of the fantasy football season. This week, I'm not crazy about any of the quarterback plays. I usually recommend fringe options rather than the obvious, and none of the guys jump out as somebody I'm really willing to get behind. So instead, you'll get a two-pack of wide receivers this week. Green Bay Packers running back A.J. Dillon at the Chicago Bears. May seem like a no-brainer after he ripped off 124 yards and two scores in Week 16, but the Boston College rookie could have a bigger workload again this week. Running back Jamal Williams has a quadriceps injury 
Sweeney was out last week. And it really doesn't make a lot of sense to rush him, especially if they want him back for the playoff push. The big body Dylan is an ideal asset in cold weather in late season football. And starting running back Aaron Jones is banged up as well. Chicago has given up four rushing touchdowns in the last five games. Indianapolis Colts wide receiver Zach Pascal. In consecutive games, Pascal has had at least 64 yards and one or more touchdowns. He has six targets apiece in those games. The resurgence of wide receiver T.Y. Hilton has helped tremendously. Something else that will help? Facing the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's more or less a modern miracle that the Chicago Bears didn't find the end zone last week. In the prior six games, wide receivers have scored nine times through the air and nine different times a wide receiver has produced at least 15.8 PPR points in that window. Washington football team wide receiver Terry McLaurin is looking unlikely to play again, which would thrust wide receiver Cam Sims into a prominent role. With all the chips at stake, it's hard to imagine Riverboat Ron Rivera wouldn't gamble on seeing what he has in Alex Smith even if he's less than 100%, considering Taylor Heineke is the only other option. Philadelphia has been atrocious against wide receivers in 2020, and the position has racked up five performance of at least 121 yards in the last six outings. Nine touchdowns later, Philadelphia gives Sims a favorable opponent for utilizing his 6'5 frame. Kansas City Chiefs tight end Nick Kaiser against the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chiefs are going to rest all of their prominent starters, which means tight end Travis Kelsey won't play much, if at all. That leaves Kaiser to exploit a tremendous matchup. Five players have at least 11.2 PPR points in the last nine games against the Chargers, and six of the ten touchdowns allowed have come in the past nine games. For more award-winning content from TheHuddle.com, be sure to check out the website throughout the offseason as we get you prepared for Fantasy Football 2021. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Alyssa, you put the poll out there. You asked the Bears fans, do you want this team to make the playoffs? Because if this Bears team makes the playoffs, that means Matt Nagy makes the playoffs. That means Ryan Pace makes the playoffs. That means Mitch Trubisky has led you to the playoffs. And now all these guys might be back in. Previous Twitter polls have told us that Bears fans do not want these people around. They don't want these people around the organization anymore. Maybe that has softened a little bit over this three-game win streak. But you pulled the Bears fans, and it was overwhelming, right? I think it was over, well over 80% say, yes, we want the Bears to make the playoffs. And you can't say you don't, right? You, everybody loves watching their team play, even if it's on wildcard weekend, even if it's on the road, even if you're in a tough spot. There's nothing like that first weekend of playoff football, that first Saturday, that first Sunday, and your team's playing. And I don't blame Bears fans. They should absolutely be pulling for the Bears to win this game against the Packers. And if it doesn't happen, they become Los Angeles Rams fans, right? They're rooting for this Wofford kid for the Rams to beat the Cardinals and figure out how to win that game. So, hey, the Rams still have a dominant defense. It might happen, but... You know, for me, it was kind of cool to see Bears fans kind of rally around and say, no, you know, we may we may have hated this team all season, but we want them in the playoffs. We want we want that thing. I thought that was kind of fun. And it kind of sounds like a ridiculous question to ask. And like I got some responses being like, how who on earth would not want their team to make the playoffs? But it's something that's been floating around. Like I have seen a couple people being like, oh, I don't I'd rather them not make the playoffs. Maybe that's a good thing that if they don't make the playoffs, because then it would force, you know, George McCaskey and the higher ups to make some decisions on that Nagy and Ryan Pace. And, you know, at the same time, 
as a Bears fan, how do you not want them to make the postseason? But it was funny because, I mean, I remember we were on you know, back when they lost the Lions and we were talking about cleaning house. And it's just kind of funny how quickly things things change here. But at the same time, I think you it's hard to look at what happened at the end of the season, regardless if they miss out on the playoffs what's happened here, especially with the offense coming around that you don't want to have that core in place, or you don't want to give them a full season. You won't have COVID as an excuse. You want to see what they can do with a full season, assuming that Matt Nagy is not stubborn and go back and, you know, tries to do what he did earlier this season and force his offense to work. But if they had a full season with this offense and they got things right on defense, because I think you could argue that Chuck Pagano you know, his job might be on the line this week against the Packers looking Absolutely. at what yep. what has happened with this defense. Like, it's the same core of those elite players that Big Fangio had, and, you know, he just hasn't been use, using them right. So, I mean, I think it'll be interesting. I don't – I still think that everyone will be around – um, because it's unless they get like blown out, just like absolutely blown out, which I mean, I think the Packers will win handedly, but I don't think they're going to get the Bears are going to get blown out. So I, I it was just funny because it was it was when I was typing it up, I'm like, how, how I don't understand. Like, it should be overwhelmingly, yes, you want your team to make the playoffs, but I had seen it everywhere, and like even like 13%, I think. We're like, no, we don't want them to make it. So it was just, it was kind of crazy. Those are the real, real diehards that, you know, that just can't, you know, that they just can't stand a a six game losing streak. And that's, that's why, I mean, that's why it's a great question because of the fallout, right? And do you believe that because the, the team has kind of turned it around, they've shaken off this six game losing streak where, you know, they become the first team. And I I read this on the bears wire. Let me just pull this up real quick. The, uh, just the third team since the merger to make the playoffs after a six-game losing streak. (laughs) So along with the uh, 1970 Cincinnati Bengals and the 2014 Carolina Panthers. So I guess there is some modern-day precedent there, but it just doesn't happen. Alyssa, you don't lose six games in a row and then still make the playoffs. You can only do that if you have a cushion to start the year, right? (laughs) But do you believe that because the team has turned it around, because the offense has been playing so well, four straight games now with 30-plus points, that's just awesome. They go into this game against the Jags. We were saying last week, let's let's hope they don't play down to the competition. Well, they beat them 41 to 17. But do you think this turnaround in place has already saved Matt Nagy's job? Or do you think they have to make the playoffs to save his job? Like, do you think he's done enough to warrant being back next season and having another go at it? I, I would say so, because you look at when he did hit rock bottom with that six game losing streak, when we were saying if there was ever a time for the McCaskies to fire somebody midseason, it was the day after that Lions yeah, loss. That was it. just abysmal. And that Lions game, by the way, could come, come to bite him in the ass because sure. they would have already had a playoff spot clinched right now if they won that game like they should have like they wouldn't have to go beat the Packers to win they would already have a playoff spot so I still think though looking at how Matt Nagy did not lose this team like it kind of you look at like if you lose six straight games you have to start losing your players a little bit so the fact that he kept his team together through it all and then you you you've seen Matt Nagy make some you know progress and growth right as a head coach and as an offensive play caller realizing they had to step back hand over play calling to Bill Lazor, you know, go back to Mitchell Trubisky, listen to Trubisky's input, right? Because that's something Matt Nagy wants to run his offense. So for a while he was kind of saying, no, Mitch, we're not going to do that. But now he started to listen a little bit, right? And then he started to run the football. Because remember, Ryan, he didn't come here to run the I formation, <laughs> yes. but he's doing it now. <laughs> and what's happened since they've run the football, you know, like, come on. Great things. Great things have happened. And that's the thing, because 
Nat Nagy, and that's that's one of the down things with him. It's taken so long that when they ran the football, they've been looking for an offensive identity for two years now, and it starts with running the football, and it just took them so long to realize that the run game is setting everything up. It's making it's alleviating pressure off the quarterback, off the offensive line, and it's David Montgomery's finally getting a chance to shine. He's can you believe this? He's the he's fifth in rushing yardage in the entire NFL with over a thousand yards, which is just kind of insane because most of those have come over the last five weeks. I'll believe anything this year. You know, nothing surprises me anymore with this season, and especially this Bears season. <laughs> uh, but another really interesting one going into this game, Alyssa, is Nagy's guy. Nick Foles will be around next. He's under contract for next year, but Mitchell Trubisky is not. You know, he's going to be one of the Bears' big free agents. They're going to have to decide what they're going to do with him. He's playing some good football right now. I think he's proving that they shouldn't have benched him. You know, Matt Nagy should have gave him a little bit more time. He didn't look good in that Atlanta Falcons game, and he had his moments, but he's playing some good football, and you know, I feel like the Bears missed an opportunity by putting Foles out there for as long as they did. And that's going to be a really interesting one, chasing us into the offseason, whenever that is, whether it's after this coming week or, or after a couple playoff weeks or whatever. Is Trubisky going to be back? That's a storyline that's going to be real juicy, isn't it? Definitely. And I, there's nothing more controversial when you're talking about the Chicago Bears than when you bring up Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> Seriously, he's very There's polarizing. like two distinct divides. It, he really is polarizing. And you have people which, at this point, you look at what the offense has done since Mitch has come back. He's not the entire part of it, but he's played a big part of it. And some people don't like, don't like to give him credit because now he looks a lot better that the offense has catered towards him and his strengths. And it's, it's the game, it's not, the pressure's not all on him. He has a run game to lead on, right? So at this point, it's hard to, to, you know, not say, you know, the Bears should bring him back. But when you say that, people assume that you that they think uh, that Trubisky is the future, which I don't think anyone's saying that at this point. I think that when you're talking about bringing Trubisky back, it's for a, on a one or a two year deal. And then you draft a quarterback of the future to develop and all that, because there is no way that you can go into next season, especially coming off the success that the offense has had over the last five weeks with Nick Foles as your quarterback and expect the offense to run the same because it just is not. I'm sure that he would look a lot better than he did because the offensive line, is, you know, there's cohesion there now, especially in the interior. And you have a running game to lean on, something that struggled when Foles was in there, but he doesn't have the mobility that Trubisky does. I just don't think that this offense that has worked, that is essentially saving Matt Nagy's job and Ryan Pace's, you can't expect it to work the same with Foles in there. So, and the Bears, regardless if they win or lose, they're in basically they're in you know no man's no man's land here in the draft, right? They're not going to get one of those top quarterback prospects. So you're going to have to draft somebody that you can develop. And so at that point, you're not going to have Foles starting and kind of essentially calling next season just like a waste, especially because Matt Nagy is going to be you know, obviously probably fighting for his job to get you know to keep his job next year. So I feel like you don't have a choice but to go back to Trubisky. But at the same time, it's not just do the Bears want it, it's does Mitch want to come back? That's no doubt. And you know that's going to be the big question, especially how he's been, how the things that he's gone through this year, basically. So you better hope that you better get Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace better get on their knees and beg Trubisky to come no back doubt. for yeah. a year or two. No, I mean he handled himself well. He gets benched. He takes it like a man. He, he kind of supports Foles, and then he gets his opportunity, and he kind of seizes it here at the end of the season. Like, that's a good look, and there's a lot of teams out there with crappy quarterback play. Take it from me. I live out in New Hampshire, and I've been watching the Patriots my whole life. 
Yeah, a lot of teams need a quarterback. Okay, so uh, Trubisky. You had Tom Brady. Don't give yeah, me that. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sad, Melissa. He's now he's now I, you, soaking you up the, the sunshine. List of quarterbacks of theirs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, believe me, I, I might have my own list now coming up soon. He's freaking team. My gosh, but yeah, you're right, Trubisky. Like. He, maybe there's a market for him and maybe the bears can't just bring him back on an easy one or two year deal. Maybe they have to like pony up. It's going to be, that's going to be really fun, but that's a story for another day. First, we have to do it to you. Alyssa. we have to kind of break down the matchup with the Packers. We have to get into it. Oh. How are the bears going to beat this red hot, awesome green Bay team? Cause that's what they are. Let's figure that out. Coming up next. <laughs> It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of SportsbookWire.com and BetFlippin' Podcast. Joined, as always, by Jeff Clark. Here to break down everything you need to know to bet on the Week 17 Sunday Night Football game between the Washington football team and Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are one-and-a-half-point home underdogs. They're eliminated from the playoffs. Washington come in one-and-a-half-point favorite. They're looking for a win to secure an NFC East title and a playoff berth. But, Jeff, i got to go with the Eagles. I like what we've seen from J1 Hurts. we got quarterback issues in Washington, a lot of other issues as well. J1 Hurts can improve that Eagles team from that loss they took against Washington week one. Yeah, as much as I like to disagree with you, I can't hear. I'm also on the Eagles plus one and a half. Their team's trending up despite a disappointing 2020 season. Now they turn the keys of the offense over to Jalen Hurts. And you know what they say, misery likes company. Uh, The Philadelphia Eagles have been miserable for most this year since being eliminated from playoff contention. Now they get the end Washington season. I think that's motivation enough for them to come and rain on Washington's possible parade on Sunday Night Football. So give me the Eagles plus one and a half. You can get Philadelphia plus 100 on the money line as well for a little better value. Go ahead and parlay that with the under 42 and a half minus 105 odds there. This will be a low scoring game won by the Eagles. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I found one positive, Alyssa, going into this game. Jalen Johnson looks like he's at least close to returning, and if he's close to returning, he's got to play, right? I mean, the Bears' defense need everything they they can get against this Packers' offense. Like you said, I think in every analytics grade, they're like number one in everything. Aaron Rodgers is definitely the MVP right now. Nobody can cover Devontae Adams. That's where Jalen Johnson would really help. All hands on deck. The Bears need everybody, but maybe him returning could be a boost. Who knows? Oh, definitely. I think if you're talking about the key to this game 
because you look at how the offense has done well. I don't, I don't know if they're going to put up another 30 on Green Bay. I mean, I know their defense isn't like the best, but it's still a lot better than Jacksonville and yes. Minnesota. And <laughs> so at the same time, it comes down to the defense because you look going back, looking back at week 12, how, you know, I, which I've had to do this week, which has just been a very painful experience. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a brutal one. <laughs> but looking back at that game, the first thing that you, that I noticed and I knew it at the time as well is just how quickly the game got out of hand. The Packers got off to such a fast start with the, and the offense looked like they were going to keep up until they kind of, you know, stumbled there uh, in the red zone. And then, then the Packers got the ball back and it was over. It felt like it was over in the first quarter. So the thing that the, the, the defense is going to be key here for the bears, you're not going to stop Aaron Rodgers, but you need to do your best to contain him and to keep this game close. And from getting out of hand early, give your offense a chance to keep it close. And that starts with getting pressure on Aaron Rodgers. And this is the game where Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, the guys that make up most of the bears, salary cap at this point yes, yes. they need to have big games this is what they are paid for they need to go after aaron Rodgers. chuck pagano needs to step up you can't be rushing three at aaron Rodgers and giving him all the time in the world back there you need to frustrate him if you look at some of the games where aaron Rodgers looked like a mere mortal against the i think it was like the rams and um against the buccaneers or sorry against the panthers i meant at the Panthers and the Buccaneers, those are the two games that jump out to me immediately. And the one thing you saw is that they frustrated him early. They got after him. They made life miserable for him. And Aaron Rodgers is a different quarterback when he's cool, calm, and collected back there when he, has, he doesn't have to worry about anything. But when he starts getting frustrated, that's when you kind of have – a fair shot. This is still not easy, but you do have a fair shot. So it's going to start on defense with getting after Rogers. Just as simple as that. I love it. No, that's, that's exactly right. And you're right. When you frustrate that team, you can hang around with them. They've hung around with plenty of teams. The Jacksonville Jaguars were, were within like four points <laughs> yeah. of that team. The team you just smoked was right there with the, with the Green Bay Packers. And there's been other teams like that. So, yeah. But what it's going to take, Alyssa, really, is going to take their best game of the year. It's going to take all three phases. It's going to take offense, defense, special teams, right? And, you know, Trubisky, just he has to keep rolling. He can't turn it over like he did in the first meeting. Uh, I know the Packers recovered a fumble and took it back to the end zone. He also threw a couple picks. Can't do that. And I actually liked what I I read this somewhere. I'm not sure if it was Bears Wire, but I read this. Trubisky can't try to be Aaron Rodgers. He can't go out there and try to you know be something that he's not. He just has to take care of the football, sustain some drives, put some points on the board. And yes, like you said, the defense has to step up. And you can't give up 40 points. It can't be 41 to 10 again, like the first meeting. You know what I mean? So it's just going to take a, a three-phase effort. Do the Bears have it in them? I'm excited to find out. I think this Packers team is really good. Like you look down the list, they're pro- they probably beat the Bears in every single category. When you look down the list and you you grade them out, like Miracle, like you said, Alyssa, yes. can they find one game? <laughs> can they find it? Well, the sports book only has the Packers as a five point road favorite, so maybe this game could be within a score late, and the Bears will have a chance. I hope so. This is what I've been hoping for all along. I wanted I wanted Week 17. I wanted a week. I wanted the Bears to have a shot. They got it. This is great, but what do you think about that spread? The Packers only five point favorites. I thought it might be a little more. Yeah, I I thought that was ridiculous to be honest. Because you look at just like how much like especially the first meeting, how badly they're blowing them out. Um, so I mean, I thought that was a little. I, was, I thought I misread it at first, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but, you know, it, it's kind of crazy to think if the Bears were to pull a miracle, right, and just shock the world and to beat the Packers, just imagine, like, what 
that could do for this team, what that, what kind of win that would be for Matt Nagy, for Mitchell Trubisky. Like that would be like a career defining win. One of those big wins. Signature win. Signature win. This is the most important game in it. And their careers, basically, at this point, Trubisky, Nagy, Pace, you know, you know, aside from that playoff game back in 2018, but this is it right here, especially when you consider the Packers, who have had your number for the last three decades, it feels like, to be able to beat them to get into the postseason, even if Arizona loses right near end, it doesn't matter. If you still beat the Packers and that's how you get into the playoffs, it's kind of, that would be impressive and just a big momentum shift for them. And, and, it, and it would kind of feel like they're hitting their stride at the right moment. It feels like they ought to have hit their stride at the right moment. So it would be such a disappointment, a letdown for you know them to miss out on the playoffs and not see where that can go. But like you mentioned with Trubisky before, it kind of feels like the one thing you have to learn to live with with Trubisky is those boneheaded decisions, which it's those are that's what's maddening about. And he had another one against Jacksonville. You can't do that against Green Bay. He, he cannot. If he's good, I know he like he has a tendency to do that, but he's got to. He, he can't do that. He has to be near perfect in this game. And turnovers are going to be a big thing because if you give the Packers and Aaron Rodgers a short field, they're going to score. It's just as simple as that. So it's going to be need to be near mistake free football on all phases. And you know, I'm. I'm excited, but that might change the day of the game. You know me, Ryan, because you'll, you'll be nervous, but it's a good nervousness. You know, it's a good energy. But, you know, uh, oh, I agree. Definitely. I agree 100 percent. And it's as simple as this. Trubisky has to play the best game of his life. That's that's what the Bears yeah. need. And and does he have it in him? You know, we'll see. We'll find out. And obviously it would help if the Bears can establish a run game. I know the Packers have not been great at stopping the run. They're hit or miss. They did a good job against Derrick Henry, though, this past week. They did, a, oh, they did a really good job against the Titans, but I think they knew what the Titans wanted to do. They knew what was coming. And so maybe the Bears yeah. can, can you know, have a little bit of something for them. But I think all the way around, it's got to be Montgomery and it's got to be Trubisky, the defense. I think Nagy's got to he's got to coach the game of his life. That's that's what it's going to take. But I don't know. I'm just glad we're here. I'm just here for it. You know what I mean? Like, let's <laughs> let's go. Week 17, they got a chance to beat their nemesis and get in the playoffs. What more could you want? It's like a movie script. <laughs> like you hope it's one that has a happy ending, yeah. or at least for the bear for bear fans. So, I mean, this. I mean, it just. I remember looking back at when the schedule came out, and I was posting, and I was looking at it because it feels like the Bears play the Packers in the first game of the year or the last game. And I remember looking at Week 17, and I'm like, that's 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 going to come down to the playoffs or something. Oh, I had a feeling. You do. I'm like, I knew that that's going to come into play somehow. And of course, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Week all, 17, Packers at Soldier Field. Like, that doesn't get much sweeter than that. It's going to be great. So our plan for the Bears Wire podcast, Alyssa, is pretty simple. We're just going to keep going as long as the Bears go. So we're going to go on into January here, and if the Bears make the playoffs, we'll we'll keep following them as they go. And if they get eliminated, we'll have to come back on here and do uh, some type of sad wrap-up show. And we'll talk Aww. about all those future uh, situations with the Coach G. Evan quarterback. Uh, I'm sure we'll be able to fill an episode doing that. That'll be a lot of fun. But in the meantime, enjoy the game and Happy New Year to you. Yes, Happy New Year, Ryan. And I'm hoping that the New Year kicks off right with the Bears beating the Packers and just, you know, maybe maybe the rivalry will turn around. Probably not because Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is there. But, you know, I, one can hope. <laughs> we'll find out if we get a signature win, right? So we'll be back to break it all down next week on the Bears Wire podcast. Thanks for joining us. Go, 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 go.
This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.